Hello, and welcome to a free preview of Greatest of All Talk. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Greatest of All Talk. I'm Andrew Sharp, and on the other line, Ben Golliver. What's up, man? Not too much, Andrew. I thought there was a really telling moment at the end of the Super Bowl on Sunday. And you know me, I don't really watch the NFL. I've been boycotting that league for like 15 years straight. But I saw it was headed to overtime. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this could be one of those cultural moments that I'm going to need to at least be like passingly familiar (laughs) with so that I can keep up with my day-to-day lifestyle. And sure enough, very dramatic game. Goes right down to the end, and Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown pass for the win in overtime. The Kansas City Chiefs, Taylor Swift Nation, wins the Super Bowl. What was so telling to me, though, and I think this is really important for our people who are the LeBron, the GOAT guys. We have a few of those listeners. I know they populate the Discord, and they kind of aggravate you every once in a while. Um, You know, I try to keep a respectful tone towards them, but... Honestly, they need to wake up, and I think this moment's going to help them. I'm sure you saw the final play. He throws that pass towards the right. The receiver, quote-unquote, blacks out after he catches it. He can't believe they won the Super Bowl. And Tony Romo, the color commentator, is really choking in that moment. Did you see this? You saw this whole controversy about how, as they're doing shot after shot after shot of the Chiefs celebrating— when you're supposed to just let the broadcast breathe and not say anything, Ooh. Romo is giving this like super detailed analysis of what play they ran and like this fake and this guy's going the other way. It's misdirections using all this terminology and he's talking really, really fast, even faster than I'm talking right now. He's kind of choking in the moment, Andrew. He's just getting too worked up because the Super Bowl just ended on this spectacular play in overtime. By the way, they're not showing the replay of the play he's describing. So he's just talking and talking <laughs> and talking. babbling. <laughs> yeah. And I think he realized about 30 seconds of the way through that he was choking. He had that self-awareness moment. We've all felt that. You get up on stage, you freeze, you come on a podcast, you have to restart. Everybody's felt that, uh, you know, that sensation. And for Romo... You could just hear him. And go back and listen to it. I encourage everybody to listen to it. Mm. You could hear him trying to find the exit strategy. How do I land this plane? How do I get out of this digression? How do I get this back over to Jim Nance? How do I get this back to just the visuals of the celebration for the Chiefs going nuts? And what does he land on? He's struggling for an answer. He's racking his brains. He's trying to put the moment into perspective And he's like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, the greatest, the standard. And he just shouts out, Michael Jordan. He just yells out Michael Jordan. (laughs) And in that moment, as a guy's choking to go to the clutchest winner, basically in the history of modern sports, to scream out Michael Jordan, he landed the plane because everybody associates Michael Jordan with greatness. Yeah, it's okay. We get it. Patrick Mahomes. All right, let's have this conversation. He must be great if we're screaming MJ's name in that moment. There will never be a Super Bowl moment bigger than that where someone screams out LeBron James's name. Will not happen. And mm. I think that when we're having these GOAT conversations, stuff like that matters, Andrew. If you want to evoke something to an audience that apparently rivaled the moon landing in terms of size, <laughs> if you want to get through to everyone and have everyone speak the same language, what do you do, Andrew? You yell Mike. 
There you go. You know, I mean, it reminds me of the video of Michael Jordan docking on like some Greek island over the summer and then being surrounded by kids who are saying, bah, 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 for the goats. Um, there are certain moments that only belong to Mike. Rarefied air. And I feel for Romo. I actually. I had shut it off after they scored the TD. I was rooting for the Chiefs. I was very excited that they got the win. And I missed that entire Romo call. And I also missed the ensuing controversy. I thought Romo was fine. And then there were people alluding to all this backlash against Tony Romo. Um, When he first came out, he did a thing during NFL games where he would like predict the next play. And it turned into this gimmick and this social media sensation. I thought he was overrated then, and I was really not into the whole Romo phenomenon. But now I think the the pendulum has swung too far in the other direction where people were really hard on him, apparently. Um, And again, for most of that game, which was somehow like five hours long, uh, he was pretty good and pleasant to listen to the entire time. But And look, he even salvaged the call at the end where he clearly was ruining the moment and then had the self-awareness to recognize it and shot out Michael Jordan. You know, you can never go wrong just blurting out Michael Jordan, a testament to his popularity all these decades later. Uh, it worked for Romo, no. you know? Not only his popularity, but his standing within sport, his standing within the ideas of uh, competition as well. I have no Romo takes because I have not basically ever listened to him prior to this moment, but I do think it's a good lesson if you find yourself, you know, given a a presentation at school, if you're on a blind date, um, if you're somehow in another social situation (laughs) where things get awkward, I would recommend following the Tony Romo advice and just screaming Michael Jordan and seeing what happens. Yeah, absolutely. A lesson for the goats. Um, Well, if you can't tell from the intro here, we're going to be all over the place today. It's sort of a lull before the All-Star game, after the trade deadline. So we'll start with Adam in the UK. Subject line of the year here. Too small equals too shite. And he writes, I might be having a Grandpa Gulliver moment here, but am I wrong for being sick to death of this too small gesture, which has become increasingly popular in the past couple of years? Now, for various reasons, I canceled my League Pass subscription this season, so I'm now in the category of goats you discussed a month or two back, for whom the Goat Podcast is almost my exclusive platform for NBA news. So maybe it's not as prevalent as it feels, and I'm actually a victim of highlight reels being my only source of game footage, but it feels like any time I watch any sort of highlight clip, there's a player doing the too small thing, and there's just no way to describe it other than effing lame. One of the most annoying things is that it seems like a lot of it is coming from mediocre players in irrelevant games against not particularly strong opponents, and it just reflects how sad, boring, and unimaginative most of this generation of superstars is becoming. I'll admit that in some circumstances, it's less objectionable. For example, Giannis trying to humiliate Ben Simmons a few years ago, and there are some occasions when it is amusing in an ironic way, For example, Jose Alvarado using it when he's five feet nothing. But if it carries on to this extent, I think we need the NBA to implement a formal subjective review system where the game is paused in the same way as it is for coaches' reviews, etc., and the too small gesture is looked at in the context of the bucket, the score, the opponent, and the game situation, and players are given technicals if the too small is too lame. 
To be clear, that's not a technical for taunting. It's a separate violation for being too effing lame. So, Ben, what do you think of Adam's theory there and and the prevalence of the too small gesture in today's league, in our league? Well, it's well-timed. I'm sure you saw the too small off between Draymond Green and Yusuf Nurkic this week. Is that right? Did you yes. did you check that out? I yeah, did. Yeah, so it seemed it, like Nurkic went too small, extra small, was like tapping the court to really emphasize how small Draymond is. Draymond did not like that. Had some comments after the game about how he kind of put you know Nurkic in the hoop on a, a subsequent possession where he's kind of driving into his body mm-hmm. as Nurkic is like kind of mock turning his back to allow him to have the layup. Goofy behavior all around. Can't say I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I do think that what he's hitting on here really is just the copycat nature of the NBA, right? It's like somebody comes up with something and then it gets run into the ground. That feels like what's happened here. It has gone too far. Um, it should be reserved, for, I think, for more special moments. Now, if you make me choose between Too Small and Rock the Baby, which is Westbrook's, and that one really drives me crazy because it's like every single time he takes a turnaround jumper over somebody who's smaller than him, it's basically a win for the defense, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we The only other like shot we'd rather give you is an above-the-break, uncontested three that you're going to brick off the rim. So um, I think I would probably take the too small gesture over the rock the baby gesture in terms of which ones I prefer. So that says how low I am on the rock the baby. The too small, it's like if you're just doing it casually, nonchalantly on your way back down the court, it doesn't really bother me. When you're really trying to do it to go viral, when you're you know sort of putting that as your priority, hoping that it's going to like get people talking about it, um, that's where it does bother me a lot, like the emailer. And frankly, we see so little post-play uh, and turnarounds and you know old school stuff from these guys anyway. It feels way too braggadocious. It's like, oh, congratulations, you executed a drop step or, you know, a turnaround layup in 2024. Stop the presses. We have to, like, make sure this gets on SportsCenter Top 10. Um, So, you know, to me, it's also, like, misrepresentative. Like, how often are teams truly being bullied? How often are star guys losing one-on-one matchups in the post, you know, because someone's overwhelming them? He listed a great example of like Giannis versus Ben Simmons, but I feel like right. that's definitely the exception versus the rule. Where do you come down on this as a small guy? You know, I mean, obviously on this podcast right now on our uh, little Zoom call, I'm, I'm doing the too small as I pass yeah. it back to you. <laughs> Is it cool? Is it offensive? Are you just pissed off right now that I even mentioned it? What do you think? I, I'm a little pissed off, honestly, as as the other side of the too small gesture from Ben here, because um, I, I never do have it considered you. myself a small guy in the past but yeah well, i guess between so, the two of us um there's only one let, big man here let's zoom out though if i scored on you in the post i would never do that to rub it in your face everybody knows i love to you know have glee at your expense but that mm. makes me look so stupid yeah i'm taller than you i'm supposed to be able to back you down to the post if i can't score on you in the post what am i even doing on the court you know that's not cause for celebration <laughs> i'm handing the ball to the referee just Listen, like Barry low Sanders center in that gravity, scenario great acreage i think i could handle you in the post um no i think you would be justified doing the too small gesture to me if you put me in the rim and got an easy bucket made me look ridiculous i think that's fair game 
I would say my take on all of this, the only reason I started with this long-ass email from Adam in the UK, aside from his wonderful subject line, too small equals too shite. And we um, appreciated it. You know, you're trying to make it seem like it was too long. Adam, good work, okay? Don't worry email. about the word counts on future emails, okay? Don't let him try to take this as a subtle shot, but continue. No subtle shot. It, it's just a discreet observation that typically I would save for like, hour hour 10 hour 20 in the show but we had to start with it because number one yes this has been too prevalent across the league for a while people have been abusing the too small gesture but no one has ever been more egregious in their abuse than Yusuf Nurkic was against Draymond Green on Saturday night because like a Draymond, when he did the too small gesture, he just, I think, sort of slapped the floor. I guess that was his version of too small. But, like, he really did get into Nurk's body and put him in the rim and whatever. It was it was a, a solid little layup for Draymond. Um, but Nurkic, he, like, took, like, 10 seconds to try to show up Draymond in the middle of the game. And it just came off as sad. And I have been pretty annoyed by Draymond over the last year and a half but Nurkic was so singularly whack on Saturday night that not yeah. only did I emerge pro Draymond, but I also think he single-handedly killed the, the too small gesture for the entire league because his version <laughs> of it was take. so lame. And now I think we all need to move on. You know how bad it was? Remember we sort of agreed that Draymond lost the war of words with Rudy Gobert after that incident? Yeah. And then we all kind of thought that Nurkic won the war of words with Draymond in the original incident because he came out and said that brother needs help. And everyone's like, this might be the peak moment of Nurkic's <laughs> coolness of his career. And he just forfeited all of it. He just gave it all right back. And I think he said in his post-game interview something along the lines of, you know, he takes back what he said about Draymond. You know, he's going to be a danger going forward. And, and Stat obviously angered Steph, and Steph stood up for Draymond, which was, uh, again, good leadership from Steph. A lot of small examples of great leadership from Steph so far this season, uh, you know, given the ups and downs for Golden State. But, yeah, Nurkic just completely punting this thing. Now, he started – the email Adam did with a little Grandpa Golfer reference. You know, back in my day, we didn't do the too small. Mm. We had a simpler answer, and you just kind of shot it out. You know, mouse in the house. Usually that's yeah. going to be a preemptive thing <laughs> before it actually gets to that point, right? Like, as I'm working to establish position on you, mm -hmm. all my teammates in the bench are shouting <laughs> mouse out mouse in the, in the house. house. Yep. I think maybe that's where this needs to go to evolve a little bit. Maybe we just start getting back to the verbal taunts of mouse in the house. You know, a barbecue chicken would be another popular one. Uh, maybe a little bit more modern, a little bit less 80s and 90s. But um, I think that's sort of the direction that we need to get to. Should these guys celebrate as if they're stomping on a mouse in their house? Um, and also I was wondering, is there a way to be a little bit more dis disrespectful here? Because – you're kind of doing the the idea of like, okay, you're too small. But then there's also the thing where you're like, you can't see me and people wave their hand in front of their face. Obviously, yep. there was a huge controversy with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese in last year's uh, national championship game that you can't see me. Would it actually be better if you scored on someone? Would it be more demoralizing to you if I walked around afterwards like I was senile, like pretending that I was lost on the court and my teammates were like sort of <laughs> ushering me back down the court on defense? You know, you know, you know that look, right? Like, oh, where am I? Where yeah, am I? Like it's like, hey, drunk. Grandpa, 
yeah, we need to get you back uh, back home in, in one piece and we're taking the car keys from you. What if that was the celebration? Would that be even more disrespectful than just the idea that you're too small? Like you're giving up, you know, you're, you're giving up points as a defender to someone who's not even cognizant of where they are on the court. Would that mm. hit a little bit deeper? What do you think? Well, I mean, the too, too small, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the too small gesture from you would make me want to stand up and fight you if you had just like knocked me over and gotten an easy bucket. So I think that's the most disrespectful here. The can't see me gesture reminds me of Tony Yayo and Deshaun Stevenson, two of my favorite people throughout history. So that wouldn't make me mad. It would put a smile on my face, honestly, and make me say, all right, let's go. We're, we're competing today. Let's go back and forth. Um, the dementia the celebration, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that would really anger me so much as confuse me, uh, but I would love it coming from you because it would be absolute weirdo behavior. Uh, so it would be on brand for Team Golliver overall and <laughs> embracing the grandpa persona. Uh, to the fullest but yeah listeners if you have ideas for how the league can spin this forward or various taunts that ben and i can exchange with one another please greatestballtalk at gmail.com let's spin it forward let's evolve in our league past yusuf nurkic just butchering the too small gesture on saturday night but ben we're gonna stick with that game for the next couple emails here All right, and that is the end of the free preview. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode and get two episodes every week from me, Andrew Sharp, and Ben Golliver, you can go to greatestofalltalk.com and subscribe to the show.